0: So, where do you start reading the Bible? This week we've been talking about this book that sells over hundred million copies every year. This book that has changed global history and it has changed individual lives like mine and perhaps like yours. And we've talked about what the Bible is really about. Despite its 31,173 verses, 1,189 chapters, 66 books, two testaments, this book is about seeing the face of God. It's about the Jesus who came so that we could be with God and find lasting happiness and real life in him. So, if that motivates you to pick up this book, where should you start? (laughs) That seems like kind of an obvious question, right? You pick up books and you start on the first page. But maybe you've heard that the Bible is a little bit more complicated than that. That many people who are motivated to read the Bible open it and they get a couple pages in and then they abruptly stop because the Bible's weird. I mean, there talks about animal sacrifice and this big church you have to build that settles someplace in the Middle East. This stuff was written, what, 3,500 years ago by some Jewish prophet on the other side of the planet. Like, that's maybe not the best place to start reading the Bible. And so you'll hear that many Christians say, you shouldn't start in the first pages of the Bible. You should actually start with the story of Jesus in the New Testament. You should read what are called the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And I think that's pretty good advice, but I don't think it's the greatest advice. I have to admit, I've given many people that same advice. You should get to know the teachings of Jesus, who he was, what he said and what he did. So I send people home with their Bibles and soon enough I find out that it didn't really work. There were too many confusing words. There were too many verses people didn't understand. They didn't didn't grasp it. And and so here's my, my new advice. That if you want to start reading the Bible, if you want to understand its story and its message, you can start on whatever page you want as long as you're starting with someone by your side. In other words, I think you should read the Bible not as an individual, but in a community. With other people who are a little bit further down the biblical road than you. It'll take some humility, but I guarantee you, it will bless you if you do. Now, to prove that, I want to turn to an incredible story in the Bible in the book of Acts, chapter 8. Here we meet an Ethiopian man who was very rich. Uh, We can assume that he was very intelligent. We know that he had a faith. He worshiped God. He actually traveled from his homeland all the way to Jerusalem in a chariot, so he could worship with God's people. But the funny thing is, when it came to the Bible, he didn't exactly understand all of it. And so God sent a more knowledgeable Christian, a man named Philip, to run up alongside the chariot and to speak to this man. And I want to jump into the story right there. Verse 30 of Acts chapter 8. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? The man said. Unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. It's the perfect question, right? It's so honest. How how can I understand this book? Isaiah lived 700 years before this Ethiopian man. He was from Ethiopia. Isaiah was from Israel. There was so much distance. But there was someone who could help him understand it. And when he did, I'll, I'll let you read the rest of the story, he finds such joy. He finds this life with God. He's baptized in Jesus' name and his faith is never the same. So, I suppose I could tell you on this video that you should read the Bible. You should open it up right now. And I hope you do, but I hope you do it with someone at your side. So I'm going to pray today against pride the kind of pride that thinks that you're smart enough to get it, or that you're just going to read enough websites to grasp all of it. There's no way you're going to grasp the depth of this life changing book unless you have people with you. There's a really popular Bible app called the You version, but I think the best version to read the Bible in is the We version. It's with brothers and sisters in the faith who can teach, who can instruct, who can correct, who can pray, who can encourage, who can help you grow in your faith. So, let's ask God in prayer for the humility it takes to read the Bible together. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the wisdom and the faith that you have given to other Christians. So many of us want to grow in our faith. We want to understand all these verses that you put inside this life-changing book. But some of them are too hard for us right now. And so we're so grateful, Lord, that in our family, perhaps, or in our circle of friends, or at our church, there are wiser, older Christians who grasp it and see the beauty of all of those verses. We pray today against pride, against that temptation of the devil that would keep us from real spiritual growth. We pray that you would plant a seed of humility in our hearts right now that would not just open the Bible again and be stumped, but instead would send a text, or an email, or pick up the phone, or ask someone to humbly disciple us and teach us so that we can grow. Father, like the Ethiopian, we want to leave today rejoicing. And we're not going to be able to unless we get a clear, understood word from you. So help us get there with the help of your people. We pray this all with confidence in Jesus' name. Amen.